You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. Well, we got our deal. Finally, it took a couple of days longer than expected, but we got a stimulus agreement overnight at just before two in the morning or so uh, Eastern time. So we'll talk about what's in that deal and the uh, market's early reaction uh, to the stimulus package that now is going to the House and then from there, presumably to the White House should it get through there. So um, that's the lead story of the day is the reaction to the stimulus package and what that means going forward. Uh, we'll take some questions from our chat. We'll talk about Nike. They had earnings after the close yesterday, but the lead story is going to be the reaction to this stimulus deal. Joel, uh, give us a quick recap of what happened here overnight. Ah, nice old range, Spencer. We got up to twenty four ninety eight. Uh, believe it or not, folks, that was one one handle shy of Friday's high at twenty four ninety nine. Uh, reverse course uh, dipped under twenty four hundred, getting to twenty three eighty six. Uh, really, no relevant level there to talk about. Uh, rebounding back here into the twenty four hundred handle. Uh, Mid range on the session comes in at twenty three forty two and. Uh, your close, 24.35. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that close. Excuse me, the close was 24.38 there. I stand corrected. Uh, crude down 43 cents at 23.58. Uh, you have gold in the red by 33.10 at 16.27.70. Silver going the opposite direction here. That's up three tenths of a cent at 14.26. Bitcoin just hanging out here. 65.30 are the futures. They're down 100. And $95, uh, nice range overnight, triple D. Uh, what are you seeing out there in the markets? Uh, I mean, it's predictable that we would have popped, you know, and that the vote, you know, that they're passing it, you know, get the $2 trillion deal plus, you know, potential another $4 trillion and wherever they're going to spend that. I mean, it was predictable that we were going to get a pop on this. The market wants to see, you know, the government going to help the people. I think it's necessary. I think there's no other choice 
But when you stop and think about it, you're like, man, there's no way ever getting out of this debt. I mean, I went and looked at that U.S. debt clock, and it's clocking, you know, $23 trillion, you know, right now. Now you're going to eventually get this up, you know, on this bridge loan to the economy, another $2 trillion immediately. And then, um, you know, now they're talking another $4 trillion after that as well to the companies that are going to need it. Um, obviously, we're going to have a lot of industries that need bailouts, airlines, uh, Boeing, cruise lines, potentially. I mean, I don't know where it stops. So what, what's the out? I don't understand, like, you know, how, how you ever, is there any way to ever get out of that debt? Is, is it possible? Like you're going to be over $30 trillion in debt when this thing's said and done. It might get worse. It depends on how long we're in lockdown. Is it, is it possible to ever get out of that debt? I mean, I, I wonder that, you know, you, you brought up the, world, the, the U.S. debt clock. If, it's so scary. It, you can go maybe US not the best clock. idea. Not the best idea to bring that up. I've wondered that since I was first made aware of the U.S. debt clock. So I, I mean, may... if you go back, you know, and this is going, I, I don't know where, when it was $2 trillion in debt. Um, everybody was concerned about, you know, how are we ever going to pay this off? Now we're talking eventually it's going to be 30 trillion probably when this is said and done and maybe may even more depending on how long we're in lockdown. I mean, I guess it's just a number at this point and maybe it doesn't even matter. I mean, you're never getting out of it. So I, I guess, you know, you just keep digging the hole deeper. How else do you do it? I, I mean, I mean, I'm not I, arguing that it shouldn't have been done. Yeah. I just, I, what was the alternative? Like I don't right. even, you know, for the government, they're probably thinking the same thing. I don't know what the alternative is. You can't just let people starve. You can't just let businesses all go out of business. Okay, you can't so just let people just, just to, I, I don't understand the out. Just to back up here for one second. So what exactly is in this plan, in yeah, the stimulus deal overnight? Uh, people making up to 75 grand a year are going to receive checks of $1,200. Couples making twice that will receive twice that amount. So 150 grand, if that's, if that's what you make as a couple, you'll, make, you'll receive a, ch- a check for $2,400 and an additional $500 per child. Uh, payments decrease as uh, you make more money. That's, that's uh, to be expected. Uh, the bill will also include roughly $100 billion in assistance for hospitals, $350 billion in assistance for small businesses, and half a trillion dollars for corporations, uh, that, such as airlines, and uh, any sort of tourism or travel. And is that going to be enough? I mean, we've got Delta, you know, I think it was Delta that was saying they're burning $50 million a day. So <clears throat> 10 days go by, they're going to build burn $500 million and 20 days are going to burn a billion dollars themselves. That's what the CEO, I believe it was Delta that was on CNBC was saying they're burning 50 million a day. I mean, you can reasonably see if we're in lockdown for two months, Delta themselves are going to burn you know, two or three billion dollars of that, just that company. I mean, this is just scary. It's scary numbers when you start considering the ramifications of the problem that we are in. So am I coming and buying stocks and, you know, ripping it up and buying everything here? I mean, I guess we've had this debt problem forever and I guess they've been buying stocks and maybe it's not a good argument. Maybe it doesn't matter, but it's just a scary thought of, of where we are you know, and the Canada's in the same boat. We're going to have to do a huge, you know, bill, you know, billions of dollars worth of bailouts here probably eventually too. And the whole thing is just so scary. I mean, you know, from an economic standpoint, from a health standpoint, there's so many reasons not to own stocks. There's just so many reasons. Um, and, and, you know, but and, there and is one reason back. to own stocks. There is one reason to own Inflation. stocks. Inflation. Yeah, and that inflationary is inflationary pressures of printing money. 
Oh, okay, fine. Two reasons. The other reason is that uh, bear markets all have one thing in common. They end, right? So stocks are still the best way to build long-term wealth. That's the reason to own stocks for the long-term. In the short-term, yeah, I'm with you. But let's talk about that. And, you know, taking on your long-term investment hat, I mean, we've been inflating this bubble. You know, Kramer was tweeting it too. We've been inflating it. The Fed's been inflating it for a long time. I mean, people, it, really, when you think about it, in the first, like, 50 years, go back 100 years ago, the economy was growing because population was growing. We had population growth. So more people consume more goods. Economy grows naturally. I believe population growth was over 2% a year. Population growth has slowed substantially in the last 20 years. And, you know, now it's cooking in the low ones. So you don't have nearly as much population growth. So how do you get people, how do you continue to grow the economy faster than the population? You know, if you're shooting for 2%, you know, uh, growth and your population's only growing at one, you're not going to be able to, you know, where do you make up the one? And the way they've made it up for the last 30 years is by printing more money, by giving people more money to consume. So if you, have, if you don't have more people consuming more goods, you've got to give them uh, debt so that they consume more themselves. So each individual needs to consume more to keep the economy humming and humming and humming. I don't know if it all eventually comes to roost somewhere, like, you know, if this all ends in a blaze of glory. I don't know how this ends. I just don't know how you get out of $30 trillion worth of debt. And, you know, and, 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 but I don't know what the alternative is. Like people need the money. I get it. So it's just a very bad situation. So this is my argument, you know, on why maybe I don't want to own that many stocks anymore. Maybe there's better places to put your money, but maybe there's not because I like, think cash is going negative rates. We're going to take it eventually. So maybe there is no other choices. So maybe the stock market just eventually does go back to all time highs. I'm really kind of lost in this market from an investment standpoint. From a trading standpoint, fade moves. I mean, last night's move was a fade. And it was, you know, and, and you know, the, you know that, that's just what's been working. Buying the big dips and selling the big reps. It's been working continuously. I mean, the dip buying has been working for a decade. It has even worked in this market. You've had lots of dips and then they've re-rallied, you know, a thousand points the next day. It's been up a thousand down, 2,000, up another thousand. So if you're quick to get out, it, it hasn't been like catching that many day traders long. You know, the buy the dip people have had lots of chances to flip out too. What are your thoughts on all this, Joel? I mean, you're sitting there quietly, you know, you see your US, you know, gonna go probably 30 trillion in debt after this thing. Does it matter? Um, does it matter? Um, does it matter? Does the debt matter anymore? It's so big. The hole is so deep. They've dug it so deep that you cannot even see the light coming out of the hole anymore. So your only hope is to continue to dig it deeper. Is that, you know, the, the only way out? There's no ladder coming. Nobody's dropping a ladder down this hole and bailing out the U.S. out of $30 trillion worth of debt. So I guess you just keep digging it deeper. I guess there's no choice. I think we're wasting time by talking about it. I don't Why? think it... Because it, it's not going to do anything. It doesn't it's not, matter. It's not going to move. Yeah, it's not going to move the, the needle. The debt doesn't matter anymore. Nope. Uh, you might De be right. Dennis, Dennis, if you really are that scared, I would, I would tell you to look at other areas of the world. U.S. That's is That's where I'm going. The U.S. This is, is where, This is exactly where I'm going right now. So okay. this is my argument where I'm leading to. Okay. China, you know, is not in debt. China appears to, you know, have the virus somewhat under control. China is might be in the best shape out of everyone now. 
and China markets, Chinese markets, have been hit pretty hard here too. Maybe there's a time eventually where we shouldn't have all our money in the U.S. stocks. Maybe the U.S. stocks have outperformed for years, and maybe this is going to be the time where you see emerging markets start to pick up the slack. This is my argument. What do you think about that? Um, I think just, you know, get as much cash as you can and and wait. And I don't, you know, I, it's hard for me to even think about investing in, in the markets and return. I, you know, I don't see... Um, I don't see value anywhere. I mean, as far as China goes, I mean, who they need us to to buy their products and goods. So yeah, Do they? they're doing okay. I don't you know. Peter Schiff book. He says they don't need us. You know that eventually they're going to figure it out that hey, we have all the money, we have all the goods. We'll just cut the rest of the world off, and we'll live happily on our own. The the problem with with, with the Peter Schiff mindset is he may have good points that none of this makes sense, but the Fed and the economy can stay rational longer than you can stay solvent. So it might not make sense, but th- that doesn't mean it's going to make sense ever, right? Like we we could just keep digging the hole forever. So where they're going to? There's no other choice. There's no right. way out of the hole. Right. I mean, so. I guess if you take interest rates negative, maybe they start paying, you know, maybe we, the China has to start paying us for holding, holding all the, their money. You know, maybe that's where they're going here. We're, you know, it's not about servicing. When the, when the interest rates, if they could take them negative, then, you know, you've got to get paid. Because the reason I'm saying that is because China owns a big chunk of the U.S. debt. You know, it's obviously a majority still held by U.S. citizens, but I think China, I think it's over 20%. They hold of the U.S. debt, which is significant. If somebody knows that number, I don't have it in front of me, but it is significant. I mean, uh, all good. of this is just, you know, food for thought here. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out, do I want, you know, I'm, I've got my investing hat on here. I put it on for, it's a D, you know, for the Tigers for here, but debt. it's an investing hat on right now. For I'm trying to figure out, do I want to buy stocks or not? I'm 80% cash. You know, I was 70% when this started, but my stocks went down so dang much, you know, and I sold a few of the rallies that I'm like sitting with 80% cash now. Do I just hold all that cash when, it, when I know interest rates are eventually going negative and it's not going to make me any money? If they're going to keep inflating the bubble, maybe we are just going to go back to all-time highs. Maybe we just buy stocks. Don't worry about any of this stuff because it doesn't matter. Debt doesn't matter. You know, we've, went, we've been going straight up for 10 years and building the debt. So maybe it doesn't matter at all. Maybe I just close my eyes buy all throw all my money back into the stocks and the fed's going to bail me out anyways because i've seen it on cnbc three times this morning you can't fight the fed the fed always runs yeah. and don't run out of bullets it's probably right okay all right let's talk about some stocks then joel's down and i, I just want to talk the macro picture because the sure. only thing that matters to stocks right now you can go and talk an individual stock all you want it doesn't matter right now. All stocks are moving together to a certain extent. Unless it's a coronavirus stock, you can go and talk. You know, CTSO comes out with a press release this morning, and they've got some drug you know, approved over or whatever from the company, and the stock goes up 100%. It's up 50 now. It's already leaking. I mean, unless you're a coronavirus stock, all stocks are just moving together. You know, the utilities, the, you've got you know, the financials, you've got the industrials, you've got the tech stocks. They all just move together. Cats and dogs living together in harmony here. Everything just moves together. So a stock is a stock is a stock until we get out of this mess. Once we get out of this mess, we'll start seeing separation again. I've also said, you know, stocks with debt are going to get hit harder. So I still stay away from them. But should I be looking at these tech stocks and buying this dip? You know, what, what are your guys' thoughts? I'm 80% cash. What's your guys' thoughts? 
my thought has always been that investing in the stock market is still the best way to to build long-term wealth. Uh, and uh, what's the saying from, from Rothschild? Uh, the time to buy is when there's blood in the streets, even if the blood is your own, right? Yeah, I hear Karen Feinerman say that on CNBC. Even if the too. even if the blood is your own, oh, right? that's my blood. I have a yeah. little bit of blood out there. Yeah, sure. Socks. So, so my 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 long term. I mean, what other choice do I have if I'm trying to if I want to one day one day retire? What choice do I have uh, than just you know dollar cost average my way into this thing, which is what I'm doing. So let's talk about some stocks then. You know, okay. I've got on my shopping list, the one stock at the top of it is Qualcomm. It's, you know, kind of, you know, it's off the lows, but, you know, you're still significantly off from where it was. It's got a 3.84% dividend. It's going to participate in 5G if we ever get out of this mess. I, like I said, I haven't bought any stocks yet because I'm still not a full believer that the bottom is in. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a good, you know, you can look at 221 spy and say we're up, you know, 200 points on the S&P from where we were two days ago or yesterday morning or yesterday in the pre-market. So obviously, you know, it's, it's a nice rally. And, you know, we said on the show yesterday, it felt different. It felt like they were buying some stocks. It did feel different. So now you get a little pullback here this morning and some stocks pulling back, you know, not significantly, but pulling back. Let's say we get down to 235. Do we put some money to work? I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. No, Dennis, you don't. You don't. You don't. Because you'll regret it. Why? You think the market's going lower? Yes. Why do you think that? Because the Fed's fighting you. You're fighting the Fed. Well, the... Because it's ne it's never that easy, Dennis. It's never that easy. Like we we, we made a new low on what is it on Monday, right? Is that the low of the move? Uh, no, Monday like two days ago. Right, Monday morning. Okay, it's never that easy. It's it, it it's. It's it's not. It takes time for the for markets to to form a base and 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 consolidate and rebound. If you're going to buy something now, buy it, but don't expect to make money in the short term. You will lose money in the short term, but that that can be okay. If you want to buy Qualcomm, just do it, knowing that you won't make money for the next few months. Maybe you will. I mean, the the best money was made in the financial crisis, right during the peak of it. Like right during the bulk of it, you know, the market right. bottom and, of and anybody and anybody who bought the market in October, September, December lost money for a while, but eventually they made it back. They did. The market, but the market was still going down. So don't act like you have to find this bottom. Forget the bottom. Forget that. If you want to buy it, just buy it. Accept accept your short term losses, which will happen, and then go from there. Okay, so let's pick some stocks that we think aren't going to zero because I believe you are going to see some major companies' stocks go to zero. I do believe that. And it happened during the financial crisis as well. I think we're not out of the woods here. Um, you know, this you know, talk of Trump, you know, getting everything open by Easter and we're all going to be happy in two weeks is nonsense. There's no way out of it this in two weeks. It might be a way out in two months, but it could even take longer than that. So let's find those companies that we think are, you know, going to survive no matter what. I believe Apple is going to survive no matter what. It's catching an upgrade this morning from Deutsche Bank. I own Apple in my long-term portfolio. I sold no Apple because I knew that they have a lot of cash. They have some debt, but they have a lot of cash. They can survive a long time. And let's be honest, iPhones aren't going away. And there's a lot of smart people that work at Apple that are going to have other products coming up the pipeline that are going to help. So on pullbacks here, Apple's not going to pull back because Deutsche Bank has upgraded here this morning. But what are your thoughts you know, on Apple? Is this a stock you'd buy? 
I would buy Apple if it got down a little further. You know what I wonder? We've wondered for years what it would take for Apple to make like a meaningful acquisition, and they've sat on that cash for years. Maybe this is maybe now is the time. Maybe now they make a uh, a big acquisition or two with with prices so cheap. Who and why? I don't know who, and I don't know why, but we've been wondering. What- if if they haven't up to this point, I don't think this is a, the kind of environment where you would want to do something like that. I think it's I, exactly that kind of environment. I mean, Costco just bought, uh, I think it was a logistics company for, for a steep discount. This is exactly the time you want to buy a company on the cheap. So maybe this is not that that would impact Apple stock in any way in the, in the near term, but maybe that now is the time where, where you do maybe make an acquisition. I'm just speaking. I don't know. I don't have any information. I'm just throwing an idea out there, but I, I mean, I'm with okay. Dennis on, on Apple in the long term. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, if now is the time when when they make an acquisition or two. Who knows? And then I also like uh, Nike here. Nike is providing a good blueprint. Here. Yeah, let's talk about Nike. They had earnings, so let's right. just see, see what. Let's, let's talk about Nike. So the stock is up this morning, and the earnings were good. Uh, I I didn't pay so much attention to the numbers as I did to what they said uh, about their uh, their their stores in China and their reopening here and, 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 and what the deal is going forward. So Nike did say, as I pull it up in the pro, they did say last night uh, that uh, was it 80%. Let me find it here of their stores were reopened. I believe that's what I read. Although I, now I can't seem to find it. So go figure. Let me look here. Um, no, I don't even see it. So uh, the, the majority of their, of their stores, I think, are open or opening in China in the next few weeks. Uh, and, and they they provided a nice path forward here. I mean, the numbers were good. They beat on the EPS. They beat on the sales. Uh, but they talked a lot about, about what's happening for them overseas. And, and the market likes it. Well, let's get into it. It started climbing last night. And uh, you made a pre-market high, came in at uh, 81 and a quarter. So we backed a little bit off two bucks on that. I would, I would say, you know, if you don't get over and roll over um, before, you know, you don't get to that pre-market high and kick, keep going. I think if you break below 78 and a half, uh, I wouldn't want to be long to stock. I think there's a lot of room underneath here. And I don't even know if it's going to open up above 78 and a half. You got a pair of highs there at 78.20 and 78.49, uh, two tops back from the 12th and 13th. So I think the stock is overvalued by a buck and a half here in pre-market trading. I mean, just looking at, you know, every time a company has reported good earnings and we've got a 10 or 12% rally, it's been a selling opportunity for the last month. So I'm not going to argue with Joel. I'm not chasing stocks up 10%. Same reason I wasn't buying stocks, you know, this morning or, or last night when we're up, you know, 12% in a matter of, you know, hours. And, you know, there was a lot of stocks that were up 30% yesterday. Not a joke. I mean, your major banks were up 15 to 20% each. This is if you're coming and buying stocks when they're up 20%, you're doing it backwards, in my opinion. I've said that a lot of times correctly here on the show a lot of times. Um, Could Nike go to 85? Sure, could. But I think the opportunity is more selling those stocks into the reps um, as opposed to buying stocks on reps. I've never made a lot of money buying stocks on reps. So I'm with you, Joel. I'd be a seller if I had it. Um, Could go higher. I'm not shorting it, but... I think, you know, it's $60 three days ago. It's 80. You just got half your losses back. 
there's probably a few people that are saying, thank you very much. I'll take some money off the table. Okay. Uh, Ali S has been asking about Baidu for like two days straight and uh, we haven't done it yet. So we'll pull up sure. a, a chart of Baidu. Uh, I mean, this thing started going down long ahead of the coronavirus. This thing started going down way ahead of, of it's everything. It's been a horrible performance. Yeah. Um, for the last two years, Baidu yeah. has been going straight down. They started picking it up there towards the end of last year. It started showing some hope, got under 100 bucks, and then had to run to 150 Now you're back under 100 bucks again. I've wanted Baidu. It was kind of on my shopping list, too, um, at one time. I don't own any. Be interesting on a pullback. I mean, I've just gave an argument about buying Chinese companies here. Maybe get this down at 90, maybe a nibble in. I, I, I'd be on board with, you know, uh, nibbling in some Baidu around 90 bucks. Not 96, because we had a big rally yesterday, but it fills that gap. Maybe. Yeah. I'll add Baidu I mean, to my shopping list. Yeah. I just. I got to check uh, the death, though. <laughs> I'm scared of death. Yeah. 82 bucks. Baidu's uh, on the list. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to kickstart it here. It's had it's had some rallies off the low, and then it's come back down. I mean, if you you know if you feel like you have to own it and you're willing to risk you know fifteen twenty bucks from where it's trading here, the low of the moves eighty two. But you know what you know what's the catalyst you know to get this you know the catalyst is that China it looks like there's there there closer to the end than we are uh, uh, that's what i was arguing off the beginning of the show is maybe we should buy chinese stocks as opposed to just jumping yeah. ahead of, in, into the u.s stocks so if that's what you're going to do man uh one etf that i've been looking at and again yep. i have not pulled the trigger is k web the uh the cringe it's got all of those in there it's got it's got the, all yeah. the chinese etf uh chinese internet uh names it's got by uh baidu baba yep. sina weibo uh, there's, a, I think, 20 or so. Low 40s, K-Web going on the list, Spencer. It's a good idea in the low yeah, 40s. It's, it's on my list. And again, this I'm is a shopping list that I have. We, you know, we haven't bought any of this stuff yet, but we're looking. It's important to make a list. I'm getting the list going. K-Web just added because that's Spencer Israel pick right there. And sometimes Chinese, Spencer Israel Chinese picks in, good ones. Chinese internet, uh, 5G, cybersecurity, the, uh, and then the, the, the marijuana ETF are all on my list uh, right now. But marijuana an ETF is still off my list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to, you know, burn money up and smoke in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I don't blame you for that one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of these things, you know, stop going down. That's the good news. And maybe at a certain point, some of them are cheap enough to warrant an investment. But I think there's better places for your money. I still like tech. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I should say, well, I should say, I should say there are other Chinese internet ETFs out there. K-Web is the one I've looked at, but there's CQQQ. Uh, look at, I haven't looked at the, the expense ratios for a while. I don't know which one's cheapest, but I will look at that if I was going to look at an ETF. So just compare the holdings, compare the expense ratio and go from there. But uh, there are multiple Chinese internet ETFs out there besides K-Web. I like tech, anything tech. And Chinese tech sounds pretty good to me here too on pullback. So if you're looking, you want to nibble in, and maybe I'm going to eventually start putting some of my cash to work here. Obviously, I raised a lot of cash. We're up at 330. So, you know, I'm looking at a 241. You're talking about 900 S&P points that I basically scalped on my investment account on a lot of this stuff. So, you know, from the stuff that I sold up when, I was at, when, when we were concerned about the markets in January. I mean, we get back to 230, maybe I do nibble on some. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, stay, you know, with the positive thing here. You know, my gut instincts tell me that we're going to end up taking out those lows that we made a couple days ago. That's what my guts tells me. 
But logic is saying I might be wrong and I should put some cash to work at some point in time. So when that time might be close to now, at least starting to nibble into some stocks, you know, but when you really analyze it all, you're like, wow, there's a lot of bad news flow still coming. Like New York's still a mess. The death rates we're you know, we're probably going to go on full shutdown in a lot of different States as well. You know, there's going to be a lot of companies that need bailouts. There's a lot of bad news coming. So I don't think it's like a, Oh my gosh, we're up the, the 2000 points yesterday. I better chase this. I don't think you need to chase it. Well, so. there, were, there are two hurdles to overcome, and we just jumped one of them, right? We just jumped the economic hurdle. Right? We, we I, I, I feel like we band-aided. No. Right, I feel like we band-aided that we hurdle. We jumped the economic hurdle? All right, a, a band-aid. Oh, no. a, a, a band-aid. Fine, a band-aid. Fine. A band-aid. I mean, we maybe ate, but you it, took we, a little we had piece nothing. of Kleenex and just, I mean, you didn't even stop. <laughs> you got a gash. So, you know, you, you got your whole, you know, guts wide open. And, you know, now we just threw a Band-Aid over it, but we're waiting for surgery still. <laughs> Look, the market, the... the market liked it, okay? The market's been rallying. Oh, for sure they liked it. Okay. So, so we got something. That's, the drug that's... addict likes heroin, too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, that's really, you know, the market's been going off Fed money for a long time. So keep the party going. That's what, you know, the market says. Of course the market likes it. So, I mean, this is the only argument to buy stocks is that the Fed is going to continue to fire bullets and they're going to find more bullets and they're going to continue to fire until the markets all stabilize and eventually come back. All right, seven minutes or so, we're going to get uh, the perspective from across the pond. Michael Houston, the chief market strategist at CMC Markets, he'll give us a, a view on what's happening on the ground over in the UK and what the sentiment is like over there. That'll be in about five minutes or so from now. Uh, I have been trying to write down stocks from the chat, and I have a list from the last couple of yeah, days. Yeah, let's do it that we haven't gotten to. This list is a couple of days old, but there are a few names on it that we haven't discussed. Uh, sure. somebody, somebody a couple of days ago brought up, this is one I thought about, Match, M-T-C-H. You would think everyone's home right now, right? Maybe they're doing some online dating. I don't know. Well, there's only one problem with that. Meet the person afterwards. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you don't have Social, to do, right, that's you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You How's don't want this, to. Stock, this stock I haven't pulled it up. Everything's been getting killed, but this thing's really got to be getting killed. Well, it's I, come back yesterday. Everything came, came back, back a lot yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you didn't hear I want to touch this best. one. It was a record for the market yesterday. I heard him say it on the, call, on the press conference. Yeah, record best day market. ever. <laughs> record for the market. Hoo-ha. Um, yeah, this one's been pounded. Uh, I'll train up. I, I would just want to – it should try and stay green today, but – I mean, do you think people are thinking about, you know, dating and, uh, you know, me? I mean, people aren't, you know, well, think about it like away this. from their family because they're worried about getting virus, right? Think about so it like I don't this. see why online dating. Well, these companies make money uh, via subscriptions and also via ads, right? And everyone is home, stuck at home. Uh, trying to escape the fact that they're stuck at home. So uh, they're in the same way that a lot of uh, media, uh, and, uh, both, both online and broadcast and even print is seeing uh, a huge jump in viewership and readership. I wouldn't, uh, and, and, and activity on social media too, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the question is, can they monetize that? Facebook has said yesterday that they're actually not monetizing a lot of their COVID-19 uh, type resources and also there it, there is a uh, 
expectation out there that there will be a secular downturn in the advertising market as we head into a recession. So even though you're seeing uh, usage at, at Facebook, I'm sure is at record level. Same with Twitter, maybe even match. I don't know. They haven't said anything, but they have to monetize that somehow for, for there to be a reaction in the stock and a positive reaction at least. And uh, it looks like there's a secular, we're in for a secular downtrend in terms of advertising spend. So that could negatively impact every company. Facebook makes 90, I think 98% of its revenue from, from ads. Uh, so I would watch uh, Facebook clo- closely, and I'd watch Matt. Yeah, yeah, we did. T- we, we did. Uh, uh, we did talk about that. Um, I did do my Peloton three days in a row, but I didn't do it yesterday. Dennis, have you been getting Where's on the that treadmill? Stock? I went on the treadmill y- uh, y- yesterday as well. Good. Um, trying to do something, stay alive. <laughs> you had under twenty dollars. Uh, it's bounced but, back too. I still yeah. think Peloton is a coronavirus play. So you've seen how Netflix has held up so well, and you know, make I think even actually they talk about Peloton as a coronavirus play. I mean, the valuation doesn't make any sense. I'm still going to argue it's you know it's a it's a stationary bike with an iPad attached to it. So you know, long term, not going to my retirement account, but there could be trades here. I mean, if you think eventually people start seeing it as a coronavirus play, you can buy it here. You can get it at 24, you know, 24 20 this morning is where you know 20 or low 24s. Let's say, I'd stop out below that 2178 though. I wouldn't want to get stuck with this thing. So, yeah, you know, true. on a pullback here, I'd be interested for a trade on this. Just a trade with stopping out again at that 2178. It's not going to my long-term retirement account, though. Uh, we're getting a request here um, for Facebook. And uh, Facebook... They had, so they had news. What's Did the you news? give that news, Spencer? The ad revenue slow. Yes, or, yes. I, I mentioned that. I didn't yeah, I think read, you just I, mentioned I, that. I, I didn't read the actual headline, but they did say that they expect to see a slowdown in ad revenue. Yeah, the ad uh, revenue, which is expected. I mean, come on. You know, everybody, ad revenue is going down everywhere right now. Who the hell needs to advertise? Nobody's going out. So ad revenue is like ground zero here too. So you're going to see that happen for a bit. Eventually, it's going to come back though. Like, you know, obviously, eventually businesses are going to come back. If the Fed has anything to do with it sooner than later. Um, especially if Trump's Easter, you know, timeline tries to hold, which isn't going to happen. Um, you know what? I own Facebook. I sold the majority of it. You know, when it got a little bit silly, I kept a little piece. I want to rebuy some Facebook. I had originally bought it down in the 130s after it had that, you know, ugly 2019, I think it was. You know, it, it was one of those stocks. Yeah, 2019. I bought in the 130s and 140s and sold up in the 180s. Um, <clears throat> I'm interested to re-get this stock. So back in the one low 140s here, they got some cash too. Uh, I, this is one I put on my shopping list. So it's going on there right now. In the low one, not not at 157. I think now, you're going to get a shot yeah, in the 140s. I mean, uh, your first level of support comes in at yesterday's low, 152.57. Uh, if you're looking to buy this on a little bit more of a pullback, um, you did have a, a, a rally from 137.10 to 130, 161.91. Half back is uh, just under 150 at 149.21. Really, no daily low, low there to support it, but uh, that would be that would be a target for me on the downside. Not sure I'd be stepping in and buying it at 149.150. All right, let me bring on our guest uh, today, Michael Houston. He is the chief market strategist at CMC Markets over in the UK. Uh, as I try to unmute him here, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. Uh, how's it going for you, I guess, this afternoon? 
Well, it's been an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting morning to say the least. Uh, we started the day here in uh, Europe around about three or four percent higher on the uh, FTSE 100. The DAX tested 10,000, and since then we've pretty much given up most of those gains and are heading back down to either negative territory or flat. So I think it's very much a case of uh, buy the rumour, sell the fact with respect to the stimulus package that was announced this morning. So, Michael, what is the sentiment like over there? It's, it's really difficult. I mean, as you can see, I'm holed up, in my, um, holed up in my home office down on the south coast of England. Been here pretty much for a week now, going stir-crazy. Um, you, you and all of us. You and all of us. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, for some reason, I can't seem to start the video. For whatever That's right. That's I, don't, right. I don't know why. Um, I, sh- I should have checked it beforehand, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I went out for a walk this morning to the, uh, the grocery store, as you call it. And um, they're basically maximum of 25 people in the store. Uh, one in, one out. Um, in terms of sentiment, uncertain. I think it's uncertain is probably underscoring or understating it a little bit. We've seen some really big gains over the course of the past couple of days, but I can't bring myself to buy into these, these gains. I still think there's an awful lot of bad news still not priced in. So what would it take for you to not be as afraid? Uh, it would take for the, the, the coronavirus case count to start levelling off and not really seeing any evidence of that. And you guys, um, you know, sort of two or three weeks behind us here in the UK, we're still on an upward path. Spain's just had its worst day ever and is on course to pass Italy in terms of deaths. So for me, I think we're a long way short of even getting any sort of idea as to the economic damage. I think um, it's pretty much accepted we can ride off Q2. I note that James Bullard has said that um, uh, Q3 could be a transition quarter. Well, I think he's being slightly optimistic, (laughs) if I'm honest with you, because I'm not really certain that um, uh, Q3 will be as a transition quarter as, as as we think it might be. So that brings up an interesting point that we haven't really gotten any economic data yet. It's expected to be bad, but we haven't seen a lot in, in terms of economic effects uh, from, from, the, from the data side yet. We'll get initial jobless claims in the U.S. tomorrow. We'll get uh, the, the uh, unemployment report uh, next Friday, actually, in the U.S. So the expectations are obviously that this is going to be bad. But do it's going to think- be horrible. Right. It's be absolutely ghastly. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, obviously, there were those Canadian numbers out yesterday. I don't know whether you saw them. Half a million jump in weekly, weekly claims there. But in Norway, right, in Norway, I, I wrote about this in my morning note, their unemployment rate was 2.3% around about two weeks ago. It's now 10.4. Whoa. That's the highest since the end of the Second World War. I mean, okay. that is just so, a, that's a 350% jump in the unemployment rate in the space of a couple of weeks. So my question then was, uh, how much do you think the market ha- has already priced in a lot of this bad news? Because we obviously expect it. I don't see how you can price it in because, you know, how, how, how many pandemics have we had to 
um, look through in terms of the economic impact of. The last one was over 100 years ago, um, just after the First World War. So we're really in uncharted territory here. I mean, the fact that we posted the biggest one-day gain in the Dow since 1933 yesterday, I think tells you something. People haven't got a clue. They're looking at stocks thinking they may well be cheap, and they may well be. But the big question is, how long before we come out of this quarantine, this lockdown? At the moment, here in the UK, it's three weeks. I have a feeling that we'll be stuck down in lockdown for a lot longer than that. And I think President Trump, I think, is living in cloud cuckoo land if he, if he somehow thinks that the US um, worker will be going back to work in April. Wait, what is the situation like? Are you guys on full stay-at-home orders, full lockdown, all non-essential businesses closed? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. The, only, the only businesses that are allowed to stay open are grocery stores and pharmacies and uh, any other essential, um, essential shops and yeah. services. That's pretty much it. You're not allowed to go. You're allowed to go out once or twice a day. So once a day to go for groceries, um, and second time to do some exercise. Um, but you have to basically keep two meters apart from anyone you come across, which is easier said than done in the city. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier down here on the south coast of England. In my lunch hour, I walk down to the beach. Uh, Michael, what is your reaction to how the central banks have handled all this? I think they've handled it pretty well, considering. I think they've done everything that they've been asked to. But ultimately, it's not really down to the central banks now. It's really down to the politicians. And we've got somewhere, finally, with the Democrats and the Republicans, why it's taken so long and why they had to, I think, put every single component part in place before they passed this bill. I would have suggested that the most important part was to get checks out to US workers who really, really need them. You have one bill for that, and then you argue about the rest later. You know, because for me, Main Street is much more important than Wall Street right now. Right. I don't know whether you have a view on that, but that's certainly I, my I, view on it. I, mean, totally. I, I, I think we agree with you on that yeah. one. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of pain out there. And uh, the financial crisis is still very, very fresh in the mind. And there's this perception that the banks got bailed out 12 years ago, but no one bailed out the man in the street. And it's about right. time that, you know, politicians started to look at the man in the street. And I think there's a huge amount of political tone deafness when it comes to the ordinary man in the street. Most of the politicians on Capitol Hill haven't got a clue about how the ordinary man in the street lives. They really don't. They're in their own little bubble. I I agree with what you just said. I think that that applies to pretty much everyone in a, in our government. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, people. This is going to be bad for a lot of people. It's bad for the market, but it'll be worse for a lot of everyday people. Uh, I like I said, we're going to get initial job claims tomorrow at eight thirty a.m. Eastern time. Uh, they were. It was two hundred eighty thousand, I believe, last it week. Was, it, yeah. it it could. It could be what, like in the millions this week? It could be. What's the market? What's the market? My market is one and a half, two million. Oh, man. I mean, you can drive a truck through that. But if, if you look at what the Canadian numbers were, and given the fact the US economy is probably 10 times bigger, you know, it's, it's actually quite scary. Um, yeah. I mean, in Ohio okay. alone, the jobless claims a week ago 
jumped massively. You extrapolate that over 50 states, and that's quite a big number. All right, can you can you say something to make us feel a little bit better here? I mean, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit scared. <laughs> Give us one like bullish scenario. We've talked about vaccine treatment, uh, but like what what's the like, give us something to make us feel a little bit better here. Well, for me, for me, this is absolutely navigable in terms of working your way through it. Our government here in the in the UK they passed a stimulus plan last week, okay, to, and they pledged to pay eighty percent of salaries for the next three months to stop workers being furloughed or laid off. Now that is a start. And ultimately, if governments can do that over the course of the next three months to get their, their respective economies over the hump and not align themselves with political dogma, then I think this is a crisis that ultimately we'll see, um, we'll see benefits and beneficiaries from. It's certainly going to change the way we work. I mean, it's already changing the way we work. You know, look, look at it right now. I mean, my, um, my, my um, lockdown portfolio consists of Dominic, Domino's Pizza, um, Zoom and Netflix. Hey, the, yeah, the, those are three good, go. three good companies. Three good companies. There yeah. you go. I'm just looking for a wine company or, or maybe Constellation Brands. You know, <laughs> Corona Beer, you can pick that up quite cheap, I understand. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing on the internet. Uh, yeah, th- three good brands here. And, and, and that's the silver lining is, is out of the financial crisis came a lot of really good innovative companies. Yeah. Uh, basically, I, basically the, the, the fintech industry as we know it was born out hmm. of 08, 09. And I think from every crisis, there are always winners and there are always losers. And I think for the last 10 years, there's been an awful lot of zombie companies being kept afloat by this central bank money. And I think it's about time that these these companies were allowed to fail. Uh, And then we can actually concentrate on putting capital to work on businesses that actually, you know, have a purpose. Yep, uh, I'm with you on that. Michael Houston is the Chief Market Strategist at CMC Markets. Mike, thanks so much for joining us today and uh, be safe out there. Thank you very much. You too, guys. Take care. All right. Uh, 8.45 here, about 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, guys, either of you have thoughts on uh, anything? I Michael's- just want to say for your day traders out there, there's a lot of buy imbalances here. So we're trading down 12 handles you know, on the S&P with fair value. Um, if these buy imbalances hold, we're going to open green. So I, I've actually been buying stocks because it looks like, um, you know, for, for, for from a day trading perspective, because it looks like um, there's a lot, you know, whether, whether these change or not. I will tell you, though, they're, they're a lot more stable um, lately. There, there hasn't been a lot of, like, games where you're seeing, oh, it's, it's a sell amounts, a buy amounts, a sell amounts. They've been a lot more stable, and they've been a really good indicator for where the market might potentially open. So right now, if we were to open right now, we would open significantly higher. We're not opening at 845, so things can change. Maybe some big institutions come in to start selling. But I will tell you, there are pockets of serious strength here this morning. General Electric is trading up almost 5% here in the pre-market, 1.2 million to buy. Bank America will not go down, and it's trading up 1.28%. There's also 464,000 shares to buy. Coca-Cola is ripping here this morning. And some of these might have ratings. I haven't looked that closely. So, you know, maybe the, the ratings in Coca-Cola, I believe, what did catch an upgrade here today. But it's up another 4.5%. And it also has uh, 487,000 buys. They're big buying balances. Ford, 
General Motors are both very strong this morning. Ford's got 2.4 million to buy here this morning. It's trading up 10%. Some of these companies are trading up because of the potential of a bailout package here. So some of the stocks that were in ground zeros, like your casinos, like your cruise lines, like your airlines, are all up substantially here this morning. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but Delta's up 15% here this morning. American Airlines is up 16% here this morning. LUV is up 10%. They're, these were the stocks that led us yesterday, and they were leading us here again, which makes me think that this market is going to go green. That's what I think from a day that's trading sad, perspective. So I've taken off my investing hat. I put on a day trading hat here right now. Right now, I think this market's going back green. I think it's opening green. Yeah, I I think that I'm not I'm not going to be making any wager on that, but I those could flip too, right, Dennis? They can. Oh yeah, for sure they can. But yeah. I'll tell you, in my experience in these markets in the last couple of weeks, the imbalances have given me a good edge. Like just following that information, they've been pretty stable. You're not seeing a lot of like you know you know big institutions. Oh, I'm going to sell it all. Like Boeing, for instance, has 634,000 to buy right now. Huge amount of buy amounts. It's trading up 20 bucks. You know, the S&Ps are down. There is some stocks that are trading in the red. There is some stocks trading in the red here this morning, but there's a lot of stocks in the green. So I'm actually yeah, very surprised. I don't surprised. know. I mean, Dennis, I, I, I went out and uh, before we got lock limit up in the morning, I, you know, when you said that, I, I went out and I made some purchases and they turned out to be good. But I, I'm not doing that today. Uh, I'm telling, I, from a day trading perspective, I'm buying stocks right now because I think the stock, some of these stocks can open higher. So yeah. that's okay. just a for the day trader hat. I'm using okay. the information that's available to Good. anybody who subscribes to. You can get it through IB. You can get it through a lot. Right now, the imbalances look strong. If they change, this market could change in a hurry. But right now, the stocks are trading higher. Like Exxon Mobil's up, not, you know, it's up, it's up three percent this morning. Yeah. Oil's down. So you're seeing good with strength that. in I the mean, stocks. Over the years, it's, over it's the made years, me a lot of money. That's just been following a very the great, imbalances, very, the opening very, ones, very, the closing ones suck. Indicator. Yeah, yeah. Very so, good indicator. So right now, you know, and I've given a lot of bearish, you know, investing hat off, day trading hat on. I'm a buyer of stocks here for day trades right now. Okay. All right. Do I mean, yesterday it worked too. I tweeted out, you know, that. Yeah. Well, yesterday ago. was we, two we, days we, ago. Yeah. When we had all the sell imbalances, the market was up 30 handles. I was like, we're going to open down probably. And you know what? We did. I mean, this is the exact opposite here this morning. I'm seeing a lot of, of uh, huge buys. Wow, it was a great call I mean, it's going across the board. They're almost all buys. Chevron, 116,000 to buy. ExxonMobil, 380,000 to buy. AT&T, 372,000 to buy. The stocks are trading higher too, which makes me think that they're you know, real because you know, there's traders that are betting that they're real. So it's not like sometimes you'll see a big buy imbalance and stocks trading lower. You're like, yeah, it's probably going to flip because traders probably know something. Traders are, are saying that these seem to be real. So it's, it's actually very surprising how many buy imbalances are out there this morning. With the do you, think, do you think that's because there are, there are um, I don't know, more people maybe sitting out? So the, the, the I, I think Yeah, I think true? so. Yeah, I think so. I don't think that there's a big institution that comes in and says, okay, I'll sell 500,000. A, yeah. a lot of big money making those big calls here right now. Institutions are still making trades and they have to. But, you know, they're not as, you know, apt to, you know, just come in here and fade a big one right. because there's so much happening. I mean, you know, even if you're thinking you're going to be, a, you know, a day trader, you're a high frequency trading firm and you go and you fade something that's trading up 5%. Well, yesterday, some of those stocks that opened up 5% went up 15%. 
So it's scary to just come here and fade them too. So that's why I'm kind of going with them. So as of right now, I'm just saying there's a lot of buy imbalances here. It's a nice opportunity for the day traders if these buy imbalances hold because we are still trading in the red. We'll see if I'm right. We've got 40 minutes to find out if I'm going to be right. Yep. Like Make my living doing, you know, making calls like this, though. So. And, and, then, and, then, and then just, Rick, you said it quickly, but why do the closing imbalances not matter as much? There's more institutional action on the close, and they're, and they're mattering a little bit right now, but in normal markets, there's so much institutional action on the close, like 500,000 is nothing for any stock. So, you know, like I, I had one friend that worked at BlackRock, and he's like, they do everything on the close. Everything's MOC or LOC. Lemon on close, market on close, because they know the other institutions will be there. So the price impacts less. So there's so many big traders. If you have 500,000 to buy on the close, there's probably another trader that says, I'll sell them. You know, there's just there's people who are looking to get out. There's not that many traders looking to move 500,000 shares in and 500,000 shares out right now because it's too wild. The markets are too wild. You don't got, you do have the odd trader that's going to be big, but, you know, traders are typically trading a little smaller. So when you see these bigger numbers right now, they're more prone to be real and probably not paired off as easily. And that's why I think G's up, you know, G's up substantially. It's up almost Yeah, we rallied. I mean, we, we, we definitely rallied since you said that. We rallied Well, we've been, we've been chopping around. So I'm just saying I'm, I'm buying stocks for day trades right now, probably sell them at the open. So buy them in the pre-market and sell them at the open. And in some cases, these might work. Now, again, you got to realize how it works. I'm not going to go pay up 5% for GE saying it's going to open up 6%. I'm just saying other stocks might get dragged up here. The index, the index itself, the play is probably spot. The index itself, I believe, is going to open higher. So you can just flat out buy SPY down a buck, and if it opens higher, if I'm right, you make money. So that's how I'm playing it. Uh, Dennis, you get those. Uh, we get this question quite frequently. You get those imbalances through your platform, correct? And yeah, also- uh, mine's on Ready, but IB has them. This is available to the retail trader now. A lot of you know different platforms have the opening imbalances. Call your broker, ask for the information. Um, you know, this is valuable information. It gives you a feel for where the stock, especially in markets like this, you know, everybody's looking for an, an edge for a tell, you know, where are we going to open? What's happening here? What's the news flow right now? You know, there's a lot of buys out there. So that makes me think that, you know, we might substantially open higher here. I mean, it's, 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 they're impressive buys this morning. So I'm, I'm just giving you the information. That's all. I try to get, educate. We're, we're talking to investors for the first half. I'm trying to give the day traders, you know, some information here as well. There's a lot of good traders out there. Just, just right. my opinion. I mean, the, the, the thing that would change is if, you know, all these flip to sell all of a sudden, and they can do that, um, you know, if they get paired off, you know, then obviously we're not going to open higher. So, but right now, if they don't pair off, you know, if, if they don't all flip to sell, we're probably going to open higher. I want to go back higher to the than we're at now. You're not saying like unchanged on the day or anything like that. Well, unchanged is only up eight points. I think we could rally. Tw- I think if I think so, if you want to be at a ballpark, end, I think we could open up 20, 30 handles from where we are right now Ooh. with these imbalances. That's so, with these imbalances hold, we'll open up 20, 30 handles. I don't know if wow. the balance is going to hold though. Yeah. So that's wow. what I'm saying. So, so you're saying spy at, at, at what, 245? Yeah. Yeah. That's that could be a ballpark, 245. That's where these imbalances are indicating to me right now. Again, this information is, is constantly moving. Yeah, it's so change, all of a sudden, yeah. a big institution comes in and sells trillion dollars worth of stock. Not anything, but sells billion dollars <laughs> worth of stock. 
Well, that changes everything. Are, are, you, are you saying the Fed's going to come in and sell this morning? Is that, is that what you just said? Yeah, the Fed's trying to unload the stocks they were buying yesterday. <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> the Fed's got to unload. We were buying. We've got to unload now. <laughs> the Fed's the biggest day trader out there. <laughs> yeah, I can see Mnuchin in there, you know, when uh, the spoos get to a low or something. All right, guys, let's get it off the limit here. No. That, that, that doesn't happen. All right. Uh, I, 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 want, I want to get to some uh, tickers from the chat. These, these are on, sure. uh, have, have been on my list for a couple of days. Somebody asked us about Cisco. They have, Cisco they have the, WebEx, the WebEx platform that is very similar to Zoom. Uh, haven't heard a lot of chatter about, about Web, uh, WebEx of late, but they, it's owned by Cisco. And um, stocks held up okay, actually. Really well. Um, SAP's rallying again on the triple D battle crack. on the triple. It's the people are finally reading the imbalances. They're starting like, hey, we're getting close to the opening. These imbalances aren't changing. There's, there's a minute, you know, there's probably a thousand traders looking at the same information I am. Eventually, as you get closer, they're going to say, oh, we better rally a little bit here. So it's not what I'm saying on the show. It's just a thousand. There's probably a couple thousand traders looking at the same. Yeah, that, that, is, that might be one of your best calls you ever. You made a lot of great calls on the show. We're here. up ten handles since I just talked yeah. about this. Yep. Yep. I think we open 245 right now if these imbalances hold. I'm not – it's just my opinion. But opinion. Yeah, I mean, holds, but it also nah, your opinions nah. based on the information. The inf That's information can change, right? I, I'm, I'm just doing arbitrage, really. I'm looking at the stocks trading too high relative to where the index is. It's ETF arbitrage. That's all it is. It's, it's ballparked, but – it's it's a little bit arbitrary. I'm I mean, not sure. I'm not sure if you ever do bond ETF arbitrage, but you probably can't now that the Fed is in there buying. So, just so uh, Cisco trading. <laughs> uh, it got off got off the mat a little bit. Uh, Thirty eight sixty eight was your high from yesterday. Trading down fifteen cents. I see another high right here at thirty eight forty seven. Uh, where was our close at in Cisco? Uh, our close was at. Come on. 3860 yeah so you get above you hold 38 and a half here uh i see some potential upside next target would be 3932 for the cisco kid all right uh four minutes left in this show let me go back to uh the list here that i had written down from a couple oh someone sure. had mentioned here's one we haven't looked at berkshire hathaway i haven't even looked at the chart so i don't know what it says uh, Big buy imbalance in Burke is one in seventy-one thousand shares to buy. Um, again, this just moves with the overall market. The, the 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 chart's virtually identical to the market. So he owns so many stocks. He is the market. It's trading with the market. Uh, closed near the high of the session. Uh, trading above yesterday's high at one seventy-nine fourteen. Uh, next target for that one, if the rally continues, 181.39. That was your high on March 18th. Uh, support at the close, if we go into reverse, minor support, uh, 178.20. That was your close from yesterday, and that was your highest close over the one, two, three, four, last five sessions. Uh, your next closing price. Uh, your next higher up closing price is 187.60. Closed right near the high of the day on that day. That was uh, last Thursday with a 181, 187.81 high. All right, about two minutes left sure. in the show today, guys. Any sort of final thoughts? I mean, Dennis just kind of gave his final thoughts here as as he's he's buying stocks for now, as the imbalances indicate. I'm mainly but, buying spy because I think spy is too spy. low. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
let's see if we get green here. I mean, I think what would be great for this market is to your closing price. And that was kind of like a juicy closing price, Dennis, because uh, they jacked it in the last 15 minutes. And they jack uh, when, uh, you know, when the stocks were, they were still trading, but they really juiced the spoos. So 20, 23.48, uh, that's going to be my key number on the upside here. That was your close. Um, your after hours close too. Your 5 p.m. close is something I like to know. That was 24.42. And mid-range on the session comes in exactly at that area, too. So uh, we get up 2440, hold 2440. Then, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo this market. And perhaps we'll go up and uh, challenge the high, uh, pre-market high, 2499. That was your, your excuse me, your pre-market high was 24. 98 and your last Friday, I believe it or not, was uh 24.99. So, if we really get juice into the upside, there's another target. And if you believe in nine day average trading ranges and you believe the low of the day is in at 23.86, upside targets 25.81. I just don't see that happening today, but let's hope I'm wrong. Nice move in Tesla yesterday. I didn't see that. Holy moly, we're up above 500 now. So this one, this one moves, but that's quite the chart there. I don't know what you do about Tesla, but uh, wow, big move there. Huge moves here. I mean, now it's like you're buying it here now. It was 350 four days ago. Now you're going to buy it at 550. Again, I think you're doing it backwards if you're doing it that way. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I like to, I mean, I, not necessarily going up, not necessarily going down. I like to see us calm down, you know, and I, I think that that would be, you know, the best thing to, uh, you know, for the market, which is, you know, I mean, 195 nine day average trading range. Yeah, it's great for intraday trading and stuff, but, you know, you need the market to stabilize and um, we'll see. We'll see if that, that can happen. Let's hope we get some good news on the vaccine front yep. or treatment front or at least uh things uh you know slowing down with the virus all right that'll be it for our show i want to thank our guest michael houston and thank everyone who joined us in our chat room it's both on youtube and on premarket.benzinga.com uh joel and i will be on at 3 40 until the close the plan for now is that we'll be joined by luke jacoby he is uh, benzinga's uh head of uh, everything, I guess. He's our head of revenue. He's, he's also a trader in his spare time. So uh, the plan is for Luke to join us at 3.40 uh, till, the, till the close today. You can always catch the replay of this show on YouTube or catch our podcast. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Be safe. We'll be back with you at the close and then again tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.